We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh, Robbie Hummel, we have some brackets. For the first time in two years, uh, we have yeah. some brackets, and it, it, it's exciting. Like, I felt good. I felt like, I don't know, the world was back to normal to some degree uh, when we got those brackets. I don't know how you felt, but I don't know. Again, I'm, I'm trying to sift through it all, and it's not easy, um, but it, it was fun. It was fun to just watch, and you, you felt bad for those last year who didn't get to experience that. I had a very 2020 bracket viewing type deal today. We, I'm down in this house. We're in quarantine, and I wouldn't say the cable in this place for being a really big house is all that good. <laughs> so we've been using someone's YouTube TV account that's down here, and it just turned off in the uh, third bracket reveal. So I was like, I was out of commission for. I want to <laughs> say it was the uh, the South bracket. No, it would have been. What no, I think it was the Michigan, the East bracket. I was out, didn't get to see that, but I agree. It it felt it felt good to see it again, and uh, luckily we were able to get it back on, so I was able to see the, the last one, which was the Midwest. Yeah, I was I was pumped. I mean, to me again, it was. Uh, well, let me just retweet. I don't think it went to my Twitter here. And uh, all right, let me retweet this. There we go. All right. All right, let, let's let's get into it. Um, first, everybody likes starting with snubs, right? Like that's a big thing. Snubs. Um, I don't think anybody had a huge case, to be honest, Rob. Like I, I thought initially Louisville, Louisville did, but when yeah. we when I looked at their resume, I no longer think that. I, yeah, I, they don't I, have a lot there. No, right. I, you know, you look at their record, you look at what they were. Four and six, second half of the year. One and six against quad one teams. They lose to Duke in the AC tournament. They're nets in the high 50s. That does not sound like a team that should be in the NCAA tournament. No, I, I, I would agree. I would agree. I don't think anybody had any major major issues. And I'm kind of I'm kind of happy they rewarded a couple mid-major teams, to be honest. Yeah. Utah State and Drake in a year in which they didn't have the ability to go out there and get a non-conference slate like totally. they usually did. They lost it's hard, I mean, it's hard for them anyway because right. of who right. they are and and yep. you know those are programs that have had some success. You know, Utah State more so than probably Drake, but it's hard for those guys to get games anyway. And this year was impossible. So I I totally agree with you. 
All right, so snubs, we're not going to waste any time because it's a bunch of bullshit, to be honest. Um, yep. if, if you were in that category, you didn't do enough anyway. Right. Didn't, so, yeah, and I think that's how you always have to look at it. You played right. the games. The yep. only way that you could be maybe feel bad for somebody is if COVID had just wiped them out. Right. But even look at like St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. is the one that you might be like, all right, they were out a month. Right. But like Iona didn't play until like like January. And they, right. you know what? Go and win your conference tournament then. Well, well, we'll get into later in the show, we'll get into our coaches we trust the most. And uh, Rick Pitino and Iona, I'm sure we'll be on there. Um, any big surprises for you? I mean, Oklahoma State getting a four seed. I thought they got hosed a little bit. Uh, anything they for did you? Lose, they did lose to TCU twice. And TCU is not a good team. And good point. That's part of it. It has to be. It, yeah. it has to be factored in there. But you're right. They they have got some tremendous wins. And if you talk about a team that's trending in the right direction at the right time, it's certainly Oklahoma State and Mike Boynton. And the job he's done, man, like Cade is a great player. Cade is a, the number yeah. one recruit last yep. year for a reason. But the other guys are, are good, too. Like Avery Anderson has – some serious athleticism in game. Like Bryce Williams, that dude, I mean, he had some dunks this year where it made you say, wow, like that's dunk contest stuff in game. And that's like me. It's like me flying around out there hammering those. I've heard you've been killing it down there in Florida with your, your, your 19 inch vertical is, is absolutely, I I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know. I just hope, you know, don't, you don't want to fail any drug tests for the the Olympics. (laughs) Don't, don't be taking any. Don't be taking any. I'm clean. <laughs> um, Oklahoma State, a four seed in the same uh, in the same region, not only the same region, but the same half of the region is Illinois as the one. So, yeah. are they setting up a little IOK Cunningham matchup there, Rob? They're. I mean, they're also setting up the Brad Underwood reunion. Oh, very good. The one year stopover in Stillwater. It was, it was too bad neither of those guys run the spread offense anymore because they have these studs. I asked Underwood before a game if he missed running and he was like, every day, every day. (laughs) And you know, I mean, Mike Boynton ran it a ton last year. And now with, with this group, he, I don't think he feels like he can really do it, but wouldn't it be something if they were just running the spread to death on each other? (laughs) That would be no question. That would be funny. All right, let, let's get into um, – we'll get into the, the – we'll go region by region here and uh, and knock out some of our, our highlights. We'll make some picks. We'll we'll do a little bit of everything here. We'll start with uh, the West, in, in Gonzaga's region. Everybody's got the Zags as the heavy favorite. Um, first round, your, your favorite first round matchup in the West is what, Rob? I went Virginia, Ohio. I think because Jason Preston is an awesome story. I think Virginia coming off this COVID pause is a major question mark for them. Um, And I I just, you know, I think when you look at it, the way Ohio finished the year 12 and three, they can really score. And I I just think that with Virginia's tempo, that's a really, there's, there's a a good amount of interesting storylines that are, are jam packed into that game. Yeah. I mean, listen, Jason Preston, for those who haven't seen him, is a six, five, guard with incredible court vision and passing ability. And his shot has been terrific lately. That was kind of the one thing that maybe some people questioned with him. He came out of nowhere, didn't play high school basketball really. And his story is amazing. Um, but he's got good size. He can pass it. He can shoot it. 
you know, the big thing is probably his his motor. Um, but the Kihei Clark Jason Preston matchup will be yeah. tremendous because Kihei is one of the best defenders in the country. And ask Illinois what it was like playing against Jason Preston all the way back in November. They That's right. they remember, I promise. Almost beat him. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, I was yeah. down at the uh, Mohegan Sun watching that one, and uh, they have more than that too. I mean, they got a kid Ben Vanderplas who's uh, an inside out guy. He can shoot the three, six, eight, four man. So they they've got some players there, and um, again, the, the thing with with Virginia that we got to talk about is they had a player get hit with COVID, and they're not leaving. They're not leaving until either probably Friday, but maybe late Thursday night. They're not leaving for Indianapolis. Uh, we don't know how much they're able to practice right now. So how rusty are they going to be? They're going to miss a player. I'm told he's a rotation player, not one of their key guys, not Huff, not Hauser, one of their, their rotation guys, but uh, this contact tracing. So a lot of these kids aren't able to practice right now, and they're going to get there the night before rather than all these other teams like Kansas has the same issue uh, with a key player, a starter, who's going to be out, uh, according to my sources. But they're going to get there tomorrow. So is it better? It may be better. It could be an advantage for Virginia that they're not going till Friday and they're staying at, in Charlottesville. But I would think it's a detriment, uh, you know, not being able to practice. And I'm with you. I, I, I like, I like Ohio here. I like them in the upset. I don't know if you're calling the upset or not, but I'm calling the upset. I'm going to. I just think the COVID has been such a huge part of the year and for the most part when when people have gotten it first game back no good yeah. <laughs> so i i'm gonna go ohio uh your your favorite your most intriguing second round matchup i think we're gonna have the same one here but go ahead i i went oklahoma gonzaga which may seem weird because gonzaga is so good and you're looking at that one eight nine game and i mean we you know, anything can happen in this tournament. So there, there's been good one, eight, nine games. But three weeks ago, we were talking about Oklahoma as like a two seat. Like it, it was, it spiraled quickly. They they lost that, the Kansas State game was a killer. And they lose yeah. at Kansas State. And then they their schedule was so back and loaded. But Lon Kruger can really coach. There, there's really good guards in that game. Austin Reeves can go. I mean, he he can really make plays. He he can score it. He can he can pass. Um, I just think it could be a really interesting game. I love watching Long Kruger teams because when when they find something that works and they find the weak link defensively, yeah. it's for the throats. <laughs> they do it. They'll run the same play nine times in a row. You know, they'll, they'll run until you stop it. It's like the and NBA mentality. I want some studs, but I I really think that could be a, an intriguing game. Austin Reeves. Debian Harmon, Umoja Gibson, three guards that are all a little bit different, but they can all play. And again, like I'm not sure they can match Gonzaga, but they can make that game uh, entertaining at the very least. Totally. To me, and Brady Mac is, yeah. is a shooter. You He's know, the kid. The one thing is they cannot get crushed on the glass because they're going to play Manic at the five. You know, they've got Victory Walkor and, and, and they've got um, the other big fella. Uh, what's Kirkweth, but you just feel like they don't want to play him. They they, no. they want to go four guards and manic and play Elijah Harkless at the four and and just get their game on. All right, so our our, our upset is Ohio over Virginia. Um, my first round matchup that I really like that we haven't talked about is UC Santa Barbara against Creighton, Rob. Mm-hmm. And uh, UC Santa Barbara has a couple dudes. They got 
Joe Pasternak coaches him. Um, I don't really get along with Joe very well, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that another time. But Pasternak coaches him, and he was an assistant at Arizona under Sean Miller. He was a head coach in New Orleans years ago, and he's done it with all transfers, high major transfers. Um, McLaughlin is a 6'4", 6'5", point guard, Ja'Cory McLaughlin, who, who can shoot and, and facilitate. Uh, Miles Norris, 6'10", Oregon transfer, who's athletic. He can shoot it. He can step out. Amadou Sal is an athletic 6'9", big. So that they have high major size. No doubt about it. They have high major size. Um, they're better in the front court than Creighton. The, the question, the, the McLaughlin um, matchup, honestly, with, with uh, you know, with uh, Marcus Zagorowski is going to be terrific. I mean, really, yeah. really good. Um, the, the, the big thing to me is going to be how does Creighton rebound from that, that absolute embarrassment against Georgetown in the Big East title game. So it's going to be a hell of a game. I actually, I'm looking forward to that more than even the Ohio Virginia game. I think Creighton will end up winning this one, but I think it'll be a hell of a game. They've had such a weird season. What a weird three weeks for Creighton. I just wonder how emotionally spent those dudes are because it's been like, when you talk about the worst possible scenario for these guys, and you have this deal with, with Greg McDermott, and I kind of—I mean, you get to the the final, and usually you'd be like, "All right, that's great. We wish we would have won." But you know, in a conference like the Big East or the Big Ten, like you got to beat some people to get there. Yeah. But I just, man, the way they lost in the final—they weren't competitive at all. They got killed, killed. So I, killed. I just wonder if they've got any gas left in the tank, and you know, it, it's certainly a, a weird situation there in Omaha. And I think that when you look at a team that has big time talent, like UC Santa Barbara does in this, you know, in the transfer round, that, that could be a recipe for disaster for them. All right. Top players in the West region, Rob, go ahead, rattle off a couple and then I'll, I'll fill in what you missed. Uh, I mean, the Gonzaga guys stand out, Drew Timmy, Corey Kispert, certainly Evan Mobley, maybe, you know, the production isn't, what some of these other guys are given. And he's had a, a really good year after being a little inconsistent early yep. in the season. Um, I'll go Austin Reeves. I think he's got big time game. And then Luca Garza, you can't forget about him um, for Iowa down in, in the two spots. So there's, there's a lot of good players in, in this region. And uh, you might have the guys two can, can really score the ball. You might have the number two and three picks with Evan Mobley and Jalen Suggs in the West region. Right. And, oh, yeah. And, and Jalen Suggs, certainly, right. you can't leave him off the list either. Yeah. And, and, and Chris Duarte from Oregon, another guy that you got to watch who's terrific. And I think Oregon could could make some noise in this one. I, I, I really want to see an Oregon-Iowa second-round matchup. I think it could be fun to watch. Oregon really spreads you out, uh, have a lot of guards, well-coached, obviously, with Dana Altman. We know that. Uh, but Chris Duarte is one of the better players that nobody talks about. Uh, in the country. All right. Biggest storyline in the West region. I'll go first on this one. I think it's pretty easy. Um, it's kind of Gonzaga. Can they, can they just keep this thing going ultimately and roll through? And, you know, I selfishly, Rob, I'd like to see a Gonzaga Iowa matchup in the Elite Eight just because I'd like sure. to see Luca Garza get that far and play Gonzaga. I don't, you know, we saw it already. You know, and it, it wasn't that exciting. That's the only problem with it. It was like the, the non 
the not closest 10 point game you could ever have in a right. basketball game. It was never, it never in felt doubt. like Iowa had a chance to actually make something interesting happen. Like, but what, I think that that's a real look at the bracket though. You know, Kansas, I think I would pick them in a heartbeat if they were not going through this COVID deal, which is hilarious because a month ago or a month and a half ago, you'd be like, man, Kansas, they'll be lucky to get out of the first weekend. Yeah. And now you're picking them as a like lead eight team. Right. Yeah. But well, it's you know, Bill what, Self. what you said about the starter being out and can they practice? I mean, that that's that's tough. So to me, I think the Elite Eight is going to be Gonzaga and Iowa coming out of the West. Any other really good storyline that you see uh, coming out of there? Anything else that kind of stands out to you? Again, Kansas, I think the injury. I think Kansas had a storyline in the sense that this could have been like redemption for a regular season where people just wrote them off and they could have still made something out of it. But the COVID thing certainly scares, I think, anybody. Um, Other than that, Gonzaga is the, the whole story. You know, can they become a team that, reaches that immortality, you know, the, the, the Indiana type yeah. deal where people still talk about them, the last undefeated team. And that was from the seventies, you know? So I, I think that that, even in a weird season like this to not lose a game. And even though they had some big games canceled, that would have been awesome. And, you know, you have to think of the Baylor game. Um, I, I think they're the, they're the really the only story here in, in the West. I can't believe we went through the whole region and we did not mention your boy Bryce Drew and the fact yeah, that I he, mean, he's got two bigs, Rob. Rob, he's got yeah. two bigs that Lever he can, can throw play. Yeah, that's true. They're Alessandro Lieber. Yeah. Alessandro Lieber is really good. 6'10", um, plays hard. And the kid from Wichita, Asborn Midgard, has been yep. awesome this year. And he's They're going to throw size and bodies at him, that's for sure. But I, I really like Joe Wieskamp, and if yeah. C.J. Frederick is healthy, I mean, I love Bryce. <laughs> but but I I just – I think I was is pretty good. Yeah, I, I do too. All right, well, let, let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now is the time. Bet Rivers Sportsbook is offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart? They require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. When you win at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, they pay fast. And now it's even faster with Rush Pay instant approval for withdrawals. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. With March Madness right around the corner, there's never been a better time to give Bet Rivers Sportsbook a try. Go to betrivers.com today or download the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. All right. Up next, Rob, we will go to the East. And, um, I think there's a lot of like intriguing, evenly matched uh, first round matchups in this one. You know, to me, I don't know, like like a lot of them, a lot of them here. Go ahead, give me your give me your favorite first round matchup. I'm going to go to the playing game. I think Michigan State UCLA is incredibly yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think it's hilarious too. <laughs> but I mean, just because it's like you never think of these two blue blood programs to be playing no. out of the playing game, and they're going to be fighting for their lives to go see BYU. So I, I think you know Michigan State has played better. They they played incredibly physically, and then Mick Cronin, Cronin has gotten UCLA back into the NCAA tournament. And I just think that that to me that that's very interesting seeing those two guys duke it out. 
Who who do you have winning this one? You got Michigan State? I've got the Spartans. Now it depends on how they ref the game though. The referees <laughs> are gonna be huge. Who who do you see when 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 those refs walk out of the tunnel is gonna have a big impact on that? Yeah, you're right. Are they gonna let him wrestle or not? That's the scary thing about the NCAA tournament, though, and I think it does hurt the Big Ten sometimes because the conference it's becomes such a fistfight all the time. And I've yeah. I've played an NCAA tournament game. Do you remember Tom O'Neill, the ref? Sure. Tom O'Neill refed in the Big Ten forever, and he was on the back end of his Big Ten kind of career when I was at Purdue. And he, uh, we were playing uh, Washington out in Portland, so real neutral, real neutral in that four or five game in the second round, <laughs> like not neutral at all. And there was a block charge call end of the game. And thank God Tom O'Neill has got the call into the basket. Really? And it was the right Same. call by Tom. <laughs> the, the right call according to you. According to the Purdue Boilermakers. But the other two guys were like from the Pac-12. I'd never seen those dudes before. That yeah. makes a difference. It really does. You just you – know, you get so used to yeah. seeing the refs in your, in your conference. Yep. So thank God for Tom O'Neill. <laughs> because that – that is big play. Yeah, I, listen, I'm going to be there in that that play-in game. Uh, I'll definitely be at that one. I mean, that that should be um, very entertaining, uh, a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, I would I would think again. To me, UCLA's to be their resume was. I mean, Michigan State had a lot of op- opportunities, obviously, and they hit some down the stretch. UCLA. I think their only win was Colorado all year of any any yeah. significance. And the Big Ten, it's just that the sh- the sharpening of the iron from playing so many good people. Yeah. I, I just yep. think that you have to take that into account when you're looking at some of these games. Like, okay, Michigan State is, is an 11 seed, but, man, they've played so many good teams. that they, I just don't. I think the leagues matter that much in situations like this. Yeah, well, the Pac-12 has sucked. We saw it. I mean, Oregon <laughs> State comes out of it and, and, and gets the automatic bid. There's there's a reason. I mean, to me, again, it's it's Big Ten and Big Twelve prepared um, way more than 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 anything else. Uh, I'm going to go with, boy. I, I mean, honestly, there's a lot to choose from here. I I like the LSU St. Bonaventure game. Because of what's next. I think totally. it's a coin flip game. Mark Schmidt's a hell of a coach. St. Bonnie's, they got five juniors. Only in New York is is a really difficult place to, to win. And yeah. LSU, we know what's happened there, right? Like, Will Wade somehow continues to stockpile talent, even being under this NCAA cloud. And yeah. uh, they got Trenton Wadford. They got Javante Smart. Like, they got talent. They got NBA-level totally. talent. Totally. So I just think, Rob, like whoever wins that game gets a shot at a Michigan team that we don't know how healthy they're going to be. And you could speak to this more than anybody or most. Michigan without Isaiah Livers. What, what are they? What, what, how far can they go if they don't have – can they beat St. Bonaventure or LSU? Or is it a dogfight? Yeah. I think they can beat either of those teams minus Isaiah Livers. Honestly, I, I think that the team that would scare the most in that region minus Livers, and when they had them, they were one of the top three teams in the yeah. country, no question, um, would be Florida State. I, I think Florida State, with just the amount of talent they throw out at you, the length yeah. they throw out at you, um, it, it's. I, I feel awful for Isaiah Livers because I think he's a, a really 
good example of a guy who stays four years at a good program, wins a lot, pays his dues as a role guy on good teams, and now it's his time on a really, really good team. And he wasn't like the shining star of the group. They didn't really have one. They have great balance, you know. But it just – when you lose a guy like that – and I was glad to see them play well against Ohio State because sometimes – and we saw this in other cases. We could talk about this about Villanova. And I experienced this when I hurt my name with Purdue back in, in 2010. We were going to be a one seed, and Michigan was in line to be a one seed. And at least they came out and played well enough to have a chance against Ohio State. Because when you come out in your first game post-injury yeah. and you look like shit, you're about to get dropped three or four seed lines. <laughs> like, to happened. the point where you'd be better off just lying about your best player. And Syracuse did this with Lorenzi Unawaku back in, in 2010. Yep. They knew that dude wasn't coming back, and they just were like, "Well, he might, you know, he might be back," and that can put that doubt in. The, you know, it's that's I mean, a smart, smart play, and Lever's right. being out definitely. And, but it was good to see Michigan play well enough to maintain their one seed because they deserve it, man. They, they've had a heck of a year, and they they still gave Ohio State all they wanted. Your favorite potential second round matchup in the East region is what? I went LSU-Michigan because of what you talked about, the talent that that resides down in Baton Rouge. Like, they are so talented. Honestly, they underachieved so, so much this year. Yes. Like, yes. The, the game that really sticks out to me, and I don't cover the SEC all that much, but that Big 12 SEC challenge game where LSU, LSU mm. just literally handed the game. Who did they play even? I, who was it that was, against? Uh, that was It was so ugly. It was the worst game. It's like the worst Texas loss Tech? in the history of Texas the world. Tech, right? Was it Texas yes, Tech? Yes, te- Texas Tech. Right. It was yeah. Texas Tech. And it's like, it seemed like anything else you did in the last minute and a half was like a manual for do not do this if you want to beat solid teams in college basketball. Like you could write the book on it. But they do. They're loaded. And just because of that, I think seeing like a, a team in, in Michigan that's without one of their better players, and yeah, uh, that's really interesting. I'm going UConn, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, my Crimson Tide, and you you call them <laughs> Dosters, but I was on I was on both on them. You guys are both just riding. I was on them preseason. I had them at 18, and that 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 turns out to be way too uh, too low. But you know, honestly, this Alabama team is is loaded with talent, right. and and what I can't wait to see in that matchup is Herb Jones, Herbert Jones. Guard James Booknight. Yeah, that's great offense meets great defense. It right? would be a hell of a matchup, like a great yeah. match. I don't know if UConn's got enough. Like for me, it's just Alabama. Like if Alabama plays its A game, right? If they if they play mentally, if they bring their A game every night, Rob, there aren't too yeah. many teams that can beat them. Now they can have an off shooting night, but they've shown that they can guard now. Yeah. And UConn, like defensively, they can really guard. Alabama is really good. I will say it. I know I've been criticized heavily by some of my peers in the media. Uh, (laughs) They are they're really good. They they can shoot it. They've got studs. They've got. I mean, they have they have some really 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 good players. Yes. And when you look at their talent level, they have the talent to to go to the Final Four. There is no question, especially with Michigan missing Isaiah Livers. That's the thing. You look at it and you say to yourself, all right, like could Alabama um now again, I mean I love how I love how NATO it draws Rick Patino though in the first round matchup. Like imagine how shitty that's gotta be. NATO isn't gonna sleep tonight. 
Yeah. Like he's not going to sleep tonight. This guy was a high school coach like eight years ago, and now he's Going coaching against a living Rick. legend, right? Coaching against Rick Pitino at Iona, where like if you lose that one, you are going to get absolutely like, and this is like a year for you where it's kind of open now. Like we talked about with Michigan, you can get to the Final Four at Alabama. Like if you can do yeah. that. You, you're you're not at Saban level, but but like everybody's going to actually know who you are on campus. Totally, Dowster might not sleep for he might go into like oh, witness protection. It'd be if, over. if Alabama were to lose to Iona, he he would not be able to show his face. I'd love it. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, top players in the East Region, Rob. I mean, you, you mentioned Herb Jones. Yep. He's certainly up there. Um, yep. Hunter Dickinson. Yep. Is, is a tremendous talent up at Michigan. Um, has had an amazing freshman year. Really, really impressive to see what yep. he's been able to do. You mentioned James Booknight. Hey, is Dickinson, in your opinion, I don't know if we've talked about this, what's Hunter Dickinson in the NBA? Boy, if it was 1993, I'd be like, he's going to be awesome. It's not, Rob. Um. I think because of his skill set, he can he'll he'll be there. They still need big bodies. Like I know everybody yeah. talks about how like you know you need to be because he is skilled and he can shoot it and he can protect the rim and you know I I think that he's probably like a role player rotation at the next level like a rotation guy for for whoever yep and like people, second round pick yeah I would say early second round late first round pick people yep. take offense to that but like. Right. That means you're really good. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's not like that's like a, a diss. I just think that the NBA has gone a different direction from what he it, like, you know, from playing yep. to his strengths. But I do think he, he'll play in the NBA for as long as he wants. It's just crazy. I mean, think about that. All right, we're talking. Dickinson's having this incredible year. Greg Brown has been like up, down, and, and around. <laughs> but he is talented, man. But that but day. like, who's going higher? It's not even close. Or Greg Brown. Greg right. Brown will be drafted in like the top fifteen picks, and he is. So you got to watch Texas, out for Greg Brown. In Texas the, in this has region. so much talent, you know. And I, I think that when you look at their team, you look at the guards, their experience. You have Andrew Jones, you've got Courtney Ramey, you got Matt Coleman, three really good players. You know, you, you throw in Greg Brown, you throw in Kai Jones. Those two guys are are lottery picks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're long, they're athletic. They, I love their team, honestly. I, I think I with the too. way they played at the Big Twelve tournament, yep. I, I've got them. I've got them coming out of this one. Me too. I've got. Too. I've got them going to the Final Four. I've been on Texas for a couple of weeks. Like this is going to be hard for you. This is going to be really, really hard for you because you've got a love fest with Bama. I know. And now you're going to claim that you've been on Texas for a couple of weeks. So well, please, it's tough. But I, I think Texas is the better team, especially up front. Like I. So, so we're going with top players to watch. Book Knight, Herb Jones, Hunter Dickinson, and then Texas has uh, Kai Jones, Greg Brown up front. I mean, they got dudes. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting anybody in this. And they have experienced guards, too. Um, yeah, they do. They do. And, and All right, so now we'll go on to these. the, the top storyline coming out of the East is what? I think the, the Blue Bloods in the playing game is a big storyline to me. Um, and, and then just what is Michigan without Isaiah Livers? You know, we kind of hit on that earlier. Um, I think Georgetown is a great story. Yeah, you're missing the biggest story. This is the I'm biggest coach. to it. 
I'm getting to it. All right, I think all right. Georgetown and, and Patrick Ewing's resurgence, yes. resurgence for the Hoyas. I mean, yes. that, that was sweet to watch. You know, seeing him Hoya win for Garden. Um, I'm glad that they they should let him walk wherever he wants in the Garden now. No, no passes, not necessary. <laughs> no. Hey, um, those, but those yeah, that's, ushers, that's a cool story. The Madison Square Garden ushers, some of them are the biggest assholes ever. Like, like if I tried to get from one end, literally there, there was a room in the back hallway, you go, you go back. And if you want to get to the other side, you go through this room. That's like, you know, like food in it or whatever. And I wanted to go from like 20 feet away, just walk through this room. And these guys would not let me do. I had to instead walk up like four sets of elevators through the concourse to another elevator to come down. I'm like, you MF are like, come on. It's right there. Like, I could see. I want to go right there. So, I can understand. Now, I'm yeah, not but Patrick Ewing. You're not Patrick Ewing. I'm not Patrick Ewing. <laughs> but I get, I, I understand where Patrick's coming from. Um, remember the Charles Oakley incident. So, anyway. Yeah, but Pat, Patrick is on. I mean, Charles Oakley was a good player for the Knicks. Right. And, and he should not have been treated like that. But Patrick Ewing is, like, the best player in franchise history. Yes. Outside of maybe one or two people. Very Th- that's that is abysmal. And he's seven one. Right, right. <laughs> so like everybody. Blown. If you don't know who Patrick Ewing is, you shouldn't be working. At but on the on the flip side, though, we were talking about this down here. It's like you know, that could have been like a twenty one year old kid who's getting paid like minimum wage to watch a room, and they say no one comes through here unless they've got a pass. And he right. doesn't even like basketball. Yep. And he might yep. just be at work, like hanging out. So if that's the case, like you could see the flip side. I I totally hear what Patrick Ewing is saying. And I agree with him. He he deserves that type of respect in that in that building. But uh, you know, you just hope it wasn't like some sort of deal like that where it's like, hey man, I, I make minimum wage and I'm just here to do my job and I need to do this or else I get fired. I think a lot of people are gonna take Georgetown in this game and, and I'm rooting for him to be honest, because I, I love the story, even though I said Patrick Ewing wasn't a great hire. It doesn't mean I don't root for Patrick Ewing. Like I, I love right. the guy, he was a star. I loved him growing up, watching him in Big East basketball. He, he's part of the reason I love basketball. Um, but I, I think the dream kind of probably ends here. Like Colorado's was- good, man. I mean, you look at like Kempom. They're, yeah. they're top twenty in offense, top thirty in defense. They're well coached. They're always well coached by by Ted Boyle. He does a really good job out there. He's done and they got McKinley Wright, who's a high and, level and, senior and point guard. Talk about point guard play. Yeah, that is the yep. key. And yep. The only thing you would say is that you feel like Georgetown has caught this lightning in a bottle. Maybe. And they're playing yeah. so far above what they've been all year that maybe, but I really like Colorado too. So I, I don't I don't see it happening. 2021 is looking up. New beginnings means new opportunities to grow your business. If part of your strategy is adding new members to your team, LinkedIn Jobs finds the right person quickly. To make things better, your first job post is free. Look, and I can, I can understand if 2020 was tough for a lot of businesses. We know that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you had to make cuts to your staff to get through the pandemic. Now you're looking to add some people back to work, but you want to make sure the candidates you hire are the best fit for your business. Let LinkedIn help with that. LinkedIn is an active community of professionals with more than 722 million members worldwide. Getting started easier than ever. New features to help you find qualified candidates and do it quickly. Post a job with targeted screen questions. LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. 
manage job posts and contact candidates from a single view on the familiar LinkedIn.com as functions and streamline onto one simple screen. Now you can do all this from your mobile device, no matter what the day takes you. That's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash good. Again, that's linkedin.com slash good to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Anyway, let's move on to the South. The Baylor region, as I'm going to call it, uh, the other Drew family member. Um, and uh, we'll get to the first round. Your your, your first round matchup that you, that you are dying to watch is what? It has to be the team that I've talked about all year. I, I think North Carolina and Wisconsin yeah. is a really interesting game because you've got Wisconsin playing their style. You've got North Carolina playing their, their way of playing fast, crushing on the glass. Yep. And, you know, two teams that had high expectations and it, it didn't maybe go the way that either team hoped. Um, I, I just think to me that's the most intriguing first-round game. I like Arkansas-Colgate. I just think you, you, you get a team, an SEC team that has athletes that likes to run. Colgate likes to, to play fast too, and they can really, really shoot the ball. They got a, they got really good guards. And uh, Matt Langell's done an unbelievable job the last three years in, in the Patriot League, dominating it, absolutely dominating it. Um, I, I just feel like, honestly, it, it's it's one of those – I don't know if it's a game that Colgate's going to win, but I think it's a game they're going to play with Arkansas. And maybe Arkansas, you know, takes them a little bit lightly because they look at them and they're like – you know, it's like, you know, guys when they looked at you when you when you got on the court, Rob, when you're a freshman at Purdue. You know, by the time you were living, I was thinking off. more of like when Rajon Rondo told one of uh, my former assistants from Purdue, who was an assistant coach, that I looked like a science teacher guarding Jeff Green in an NBA game. But uh, that works too. <laughs> Probably well. similar to what Arkansas is going to think of with with Colgate. But you know, to me again, I, I just you know what you need are you need guys that can make shots, right? You, you, like the only way you're winning an upset like this is. You better have guys that can make shots, and Jordan Burns can really, really make shots. Um, and it's not just him; like they've got other guys that can, that, you know, make sure they got a kid, Jack Ferguson, who's their second leading scorer, and he comes off the bench and he can really shoot it. And, and they're they're older; they've been there, they've done it. A lot of them. It's kind of a culture now there. And, and again, I man, they were. Look at their net. All you need to do is look at their net, Rob. They 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 killed it. They they just beat the shit out of everybody in the Patriot League. They didn't play any other games, but they yeah. kicked the shit out of everybody in the Patriot League. So they've got confidence. They've got they've got swagger. They're not going to be scared of the Arkansas Razorbacks. So uh, I like that one as my first round game. What's your the game you're circling that you want to see in the second round? I'm staying right there. I'm saying Arkansas gets through Colgate and that game against Texas Tech. Um, boy, that's yeah. That's going to be awesome if we can get that because you've yep. got two coaches who I, I think preach toughness, pre- preach playing as hard as you can. I, Moses Moody is awesome. You know, if you've been able to watch him and see just the freshman year, he, that dude's a lottery pick. You know, he, yeah. he is so talented. And then Texas Tech, you know, even though maybe their personnel doesn't blow you away, and Mac McClung I think is has fit in and and kind of found his 
maybe roll a niche. And at times it's been a little up and down for him. Yeah. But Chris Beard is, I, I think I'd take him over almost anybody in this field when you're looking at guys that just find ways to win in this situation. Yep. Like yep. to get deep in the tournament, even as a six seed. Um, I really like Terrence Shannon. I, I just like the fact that he does a little bit of everything for them. Those freshmen are are have gained valuable experience throughout the year for Texas Tech, and I I think that that would be a, a phenomenal second round game. It will be no doubt, no doubt. I, I'm going uh, I'm going Baylor, North Carolina. You know, I, I know you're not taking Wisconsin in that game against North Carolina. Uh, you've been you've been on me all year on 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 the Badgers. You listen, I, I kind of. Um, I was bragging early. The Kool-Aid, is that what you said? Well, no, I felt good about it early. I mean, they came out of the gates well, and and, and you were you were ready to admit you were wrong. And then, no, and then, I was never. I was. You never were. Ready to oh, we got to find no, that. No, no. I'm telling you, the market lost. One the market lost. I knew. I was like, you know, no, there was, was a right pod. I'm telling you, where you were like, Jeff, you know what? You were right on Wisconsin. You were right. No, but I, I said you were right on experience mattering. That's what I said. Because they got out of the gates strong. They got out of the gates pretty well. They did. Um, all right, so I just think, again, Scott Drew Baylor against Carolina. We're going to see in that game to me, like, is Baylor back as Baylor? Or are we really worried about him? Is this a team that, like, can they put their foot on the pedal, especially their guards, and kick the living crap out of Carolina's young guards? They're going to have to rebound. You, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's what I would say was my biggest concern there because North Carolina is enormous <laughs> and they are coming on the glass. And that, yeah. Baylor was not great rebounding the basketball in Big Twelve play, so I would say that's that's the they game. Right everyday there. John, rebound. I, I feel like everyday John hasn't come back uh, to what yeah. he was. Has, hasn't made a play with the same motor he did early. Right. And, and Thamba is a solid player, but he, yeah. I, I thought Chama Chachua was the guy like that. Okay. He comes off the bench, but he brings. He had COVID. Bob, he had COVID, and I'm telling you, that hit him. That hit him. Yeah. No, He's I agree. I totally agree. He has not been the same. Nope. He has not. All right. Your upset special in, in this. If you don't pick the same one as me, I'll be, I'll be disappointed. This is everybody's upset special. Everybody over and Winthrop, right? Like it has to be. Has it, to it's be. like the, the trendiest pick of the trendy. Like it, everybody is going to pick Winthrop to to beat Villanova. And you look at their record. They're you know Winthrop's twenty three and one. They've got a bunch of dudes that play a bunch of minutes. They're balanced. They, they they've got some guys that can play at that high major level. And I think when you've got that, and you've got coaches who can keep that together and keep those dudes. At a mid-major like Winthrop, that's that's a dangerous, dangerous group that Pat Kelsey has got down there. Um, Nova certainly with Gillespie hurting his knee, it's it's a tough deal. But we were talking about this before we got on here. You know, they don't have a point guard, they do and not. you're going up against a team that, that's really, really pretty good. So I think Winthrop is is going to be the trendiest of the trendy upset picks here. I mean, just think about the fact of Ryan Archie Diacono. His brother, Chris Archidiacono, is a sophomore, and he played. Uh, I'm trying to get it right now. How many how many minutes he played before pressed into action? Um, I mean, he, he he's played 96 minutes total. Okay, this season 
He's played 96. He's played 59 in the last two games. So I don't know how your math is. Um, I think that's like 30, 59, 37 minutes. Games? Two games? Two games, 59 minutes. He's played 90 times two yards. would be 60. So 37. Would be, 29 and a half minutes a game would be the magic number for the Arizona grad. He's, <laughs> hey, all, all I know is I could have gotten into Purdue also. That's all I know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll never know. Winthrop over Villanova. We, we agree. Without a point guard, you're dead. That's what I say. Without a point guard, you're dead. And no offense to Ryan R.T. Diakono and his brother, but he's just not ready for this. He's not ready for yeah. this. And Winthrop's got a kid named Chandler Vaudrin. Okay. He, he's 6'7. It's funny. If he had gone up against Gillespie, it would have been two point guards who like to back each other down. Like that's what mm-hmm. Gillespie likes to do. Vaudrin does that too. And then he's terrific at passing out of the post. He, he'll, he'll, I guarantee he'll post up, uh, RT Diakono in the, in this game. And like you said, they play like 11 spray dudes. It to guys that shots and just spray it to guys who are, are posted yes. up. I, I'm with you. And they have DJ Burns, a Tennessee transfer to match up against Jeremiah Robinson Earl. So they've got high major size. So to me, yeah, this, this, this one is going to be the, the, the hippest pick of all the first round upsets, in my opinion. All right. Top players in this region are who? It's loaded. I mean, it's loaded with guys. Jared yeah. Butler, uh, yep. EJ Liddell, yep. Moses Moody, yep. Trevion Williams. Yep. Um, I mean, Davion Mitchell is awesome at Baylor. Um, who, who am Mac, I missing? Mac, Mac McClung's probably the Mac most McClung, exciting yeah, one. Texas, totally, right? totally. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you. I think you hit them all. I think you hit them all. Jeremiah Robinson Earl is yep. probably a future first round pick. Um, Mark Vitals, fun as hell. Um, oh. Yeah, th- those are the guys. Hey, we cannot get through this, though, without um, talking about Purdue North Texas. I mean, we haven't even touched on Purdue North Texas. Are you – I'm not going to ask you necessarily about this game, but how how all in are you on the Purdue Boilermakers this year? Forget about the future. This year, Rob, looking at the bracket, they got North Texas – then they might get Villanova Winthrop, so it's set up pretty well for them here. And then they would probably get, if they get that far, they get to Baylor. Like, could this Purdue team, how far can they go? I had, like, mixed feelings when I saw the bracket reveal because you see they're in the 4-5 game with Nova, and you're like, great. Like, yeah. that, that is great for Purdue. But you just see that the one seed is looming of one of the two teams you did not want to get. To me, if if Coach Painter gets to the Sweet 16 here, that is an, a phenomenal year. And what's supposed to be a rebuilding season, and next year with the guys they've got coming in, and I don't think they'll lose. Really, I mean, Trevion Williams might test the waters, but I think he'd come back. Oh, he's got to come next, back. Next year is the year, you know. Like, like next year is definitely the year. But I just think when you run into Baylor, the Sweet 16 is is their ceiling here this season. But yeah. there's there's some really good days ahead of them when you look at the the coming seasons of who's coming in and who they've got coming back. Yep. Uh, top storylines in, in in this region, uh, you got to go Baylor, I think, and how Baylor looks if they're going to be a team that can do what we thought they could do and maybe meet Gonzaga 
in the national title game. That's one for me. Um, I think number two in this, I don't even know. What's number two? What's another? Injur- what's, injuries. Yeah, yeah. The injury stories are definitely up. there. You know, right. Kyle Young, yeah. is, is he going to be yeah. back? You know, you look That's at, a big one. Colin Gillespie is not coming back. But, I mean, Michigan certainly has a big one in, in livers, and we talked about that a ton earlier. But I think the injuries have to be kind of the case outside of can Baylor get back to being the elite team they were earlier in the year for the South region. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I think you're probably right is, is you know, can Ohio State – I think I think that bottom part of that region is wide open, Rob. I do. You know, we've said it all year, like, Chris Holtman's sensational. He's absolutely sensational. But ultimately, like, do they have enough – they have enough talent to get past these teams – but they also think about this. Oh, hold on though. Let me think about this. I don't know if you're going to say that you have Illinois going to the Final Four, but a lot of people are going to, and they almost beat them today. Yeah, they were like a, a so basket like, away. Yeah. Even with that being said, and they have struggled some here down the stretch, but they were right there with one of the best teams in the country this afternoon, and they yeah. had an opportunity to win the game without Kyle. So I, I just think that. You have to respect that, and we talked oh, about do. respecting the leagues of the Big Twelve and the Big Ten earlier. So I, I, I think you better respect Ohio State coming out of the of the bottom of that because they've, even though you look at them on paper and you're like, they are a solid team on paper. They play so far above that when you watch them in reality. Yeah, no. I, listen, I, I'm just trying to find another storyline that's like blowing you away. I think part of the problem with with storylines right now is 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 that we don't have the Dukes. We don't have the Kentuckys. We don't, you know, we don't have some of these, yeah. like, Calipari hates this guy or, you know, Duke has the, you know, like, we don't have those. And even, like, Izzo's not in the main bracket. Like, there's just. The good thing is, though, is that once these initial games kick off, yeah. the storylines write themselves. They do. You know? So they while totally... we, we may be yeah. without yeah. some of the regulars now, it right. may be better off come Saturday. Well, yeah, because you're going to have more people that you're like, hey, who is he? Tell me a little bit about him, whether it's a player or even a coach, right? You're going to have some coaches that get there to the Sweet 16 that people have no idea who they are. So I I would agree. I think Baylor, you know, is clearly the storyline here. The other storyline, you kind of alluded to it, is is Texas Tech and Chris Beard. Can he perform his postseason magic that he has done the last couple of years taking Texas Tech to the championship game? And prior to that, to the Elite Eight. Um, all right, Bracket Fanatics is the only social betting app that can manage your bracket and bracket pool while also letting you send and accept bets each round and each game of the tournament with every player in your bracket group. Bracket Fanatics is the only tournament app with the ability to let players bet on the outcome of each game in the tournament. You can talk smack with your friends. You can place a bet. Watch the games with a little something riding on the outcome. You've tried Yahoo Pick'em. Now give Bracket Fanatics a try. Trust me, it's the next generation social betting app. I'm absolutely going to try it. Uh, Rob, you're going to be in it too. And uh, I'm going to kick your ass and I'm going to talk trash the entire time. It's free and it's truly your one-stop site for all the mayhem. Um, assemble your crew. Sign up now, BracketFanatics.com. Don't forget to use the code MADNESS to be entered into their $1,000 giveaway. Award at the end of the tournament to the player bracket with the most wins throughout the entire dance. 
Only those using the code will be entered. So again, pull up your favorite browser, visit bracketfanatics.com and use the code MADNESS. All right, Rob, we are down to our last region. Hey, before we go, though, we've got to give our uh, Elite Eight and Final Four picks for that region. Um, I thought we were going to do that at the end. Oh, okay. But, I thought we are. Okay, that's fine. But we can we'll, – yeah, we'll run through. At the very end, we'll go Final Four. We'll go Final Four. We can even do Elite Eight. We can do all of them at the okay. end. Um, all, right. all right, Midwest. Uh, my first-round game that I like – and, again, I think there's a lot of them here. I think there's a yep. lot of them that are really, really th- – this might actually be the best group of, like, evenly matched first-round matchups. I like Loyola Chicago, Georgia Tech. Porter Moser, can he perform his magic again a couple of years after getting the Final Four against a Georgia Tech team that is red hot, that is so much fun to watch, that has Jose Alvarado, who is – I don't know if you saw that post-game interview with Josh yeah, Pastner. That's pretty cool. Really cool. Pastner might be the dorkiest coach in the history of college basketball. Dude, when he was thanking the announcers for being – Oh, my God. The human <laughs> face shield. The face shield. And he – the crazy part, you know, I tweet that picture of him every time they win. I don't know if you see it. Yeah, yeah. He'll call me. If I don't tweet it, he will call me and be like, you haven't tweeted it. He likes I'm it. Like, he likes the face shield pick. He just like, – like, Josh is just – he's one – I've known him since he was 17-year-old walk-on as a freshman at Arizona. Hey, my, so. my AU coach gave him the ultimate props. I remember the Kingwood Classic back in, like, 05. It was, like, yep. my first – other than Boo Williams that spring, it was the first big A – it was the first big AU tournament I ever played at with coaches. Mm. And he pointed Josh Pastner out. And, of course, his dad ran the Kingwood Classic. Did he? Um, Hal Pastner. And Josh was on staff at Arizona by that time, and, and he literally pointed him out and was like, Hopefully one day he'll recruit you. And he made him sound like this recruiting like wonder child. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right. But yeah, he's uh Justin, he's got he it going coach. this year. He can definitely coach. Um all right, so your first round matchup. I agree with you. There's a lot of good ones. I want Oklahoma State Liberty. And I think Liberty kind of gets a raw deal here because they they would have been a trendy pick probably to to pull an upset against just about anyone except for Oklahoma State who I think we talked about it earlier. It's a very legitimate thing to talk about their seat line. And and the two losses to TCU hurt them, but they've got as many quality wins as just about anybody. Um, And they have probably the number one pick in the draft. So you look at them as a four seed, but I I really like Liberty's team. They got the player of the year and Darius McGee, um, Elijah Cuffey's the defensive player of the year and a guy that's played in four um, ASAP Sun Tournament Championships. Like, they're really good, and they're really well coached um, kind of through that Virginia coaching tree under under Tony Bennett. They, they play similarly. They'll, they'll grind you out. They guard you. But they, they've got some guards that can really go at liberty. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Second-round matchup that I want to see. I mean, doesn't it have to be Jim Beheim and Bob Huggins? Like, is there any other answer here or no? I want something else, but go okay. ahead. I'm going. Well, I'm going Illinois and Loyola Chicago. Just because I think the story is cool of, of like yep. location, um, and I, I think that you know Loyola has been such an interesting storyline for the last couple of years since they made yep. the Final Four. So I went with them. I also kind of jotted down. I have a Sweet Sixteen I want to root for. All right, go ahead. America, and that's Houston and West Virginia, because you Ooh. talk about like grown man basketball. 
Yeah, they'll that kill game, you. That, that's one where you say this game is not for the weak. Yeah. <laughs> like every rebound is war. Yep. It, it would it would be a total battle with two really good coaches and Bob Huggins and and also Kelvin Sampson. Um, Syracuse to me, like I think the coaching thing is interesting, but yeah. I don't think Syracuse can beat West Virginia. Yeah, they probably can't. They probably can't. But again, I, I'd like to see two guys who are towards the end of their career, you know, go against each other like that. I, I do like your Illinois Loyola Chicago, and I love the big man matchup. Crutwig against yeah. Kofi. Like, imagine Kofi trying to guard Crutwig. Like that'll be a oh. tough that'll be a tough cover for him. He'll he'd have a lot of issues in that game. And and Cam Crutwig is one of those guys that's like the lone Hold, well, no, they have, I think they have two guys that play. Two two guys in that rotation are, are holdovers from from the Final Four team. But right. yeah, Crutwig he he's had a phenomenal year. He's skilled. Yep. You know he, he can just score in in a number of ways. And I mean, Kofi's he's pretty good himself. <laughs> so yeah, they they give each he's other been, problems. He's Kofi is enormous. What would I, you I, do, John, Rob? Would you literally if if he gets the ball and you're between him and the rim? within five feet, are you just moving out of the way? Like, what are you doing? What do you mean? Like, you have to provide some sort of resistance. But you die. He'd kill you. Now, what do you mean? Like, me individually? Or are you saying you any individually? Like, like- you individually. Like, are you going to try to, like, get in front of him? As he gets the ball, you know he's going to dunk over you. He's getting it two feet from the rim, three feet. And you are in between Kofi and the basket. Are you going to pretend that you're going to try to defend him and just like, like fall out of the way? How are you going to play it? I'm going to answer your question with a question. Did I guard DeMarcus Cousins in an NBA game? No. The answer is yes. No. You didn't really <laughs> so if I did that, I didn't guard him good. But if I was able to hang in there and try to guard him, I could try to guard Kofi. I, I would Kofi's honestly, so- if, I was, if I was thrown into the game on whatever day they play, thir- Friday, Saturday, whatever. I think as a defender, you've got to try to push him as far off the block as you can, which is easier said than done. <laughs> you got to try to ride him out there, and then I'd love to see you try to push him off the block. I'd love to see. I would probably try to draw some offensive fouls. <laughs> would be, be I mean, I'm six eight two twenty. I'd be giving up what three inches and probably sixty five pounds. Yeah, it's not a good matchup. It's but like, you gotta just you gotta you know what you've got to match that that size with some of my quickness. You know, I'm, I'm getting around. You're I'm, playing him some. I'm playing. I'm playing three quarters. Some. I'm right. I'm mixing it up. We're trapping him. I've got a good coach and and some good help defense behind me. We're gonna make life tough on Kofi Coburn. I mean, I guess it's no different than you trying to guard Kofi would be like me trying to guard you in the post. No, I I think that I would have a better chance against Kofi than you. you I, think I'd so? be. Yes, I'd be out for blood. Elbows flying. I mean, I have, I have something to prove. Kofi has nothing to prove against me. He, he we're doing the ball. I've got something that, to prove against you. That's what we're doing. The in the off season, I'm giving you the ball in the post, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see how much uh, how much I can I can keep you away from the basket. Push me off the block. I'm just gonna be honestly. I'm just gonna be elbowing the shit out of you. Is what I'm gonna be doing. You're you're one of those. You know what? Bad players are usually dirty players. So well, I will be with you. Whatever it takes. I don't listen. I'm not. I'm not only giving up how many inches, but I'm also giving up a few years. Okay. Yeah. I mean, a few. It would be an understatement. And it's only ten. It's nine. I mean, you just hit forty. 
you know, you, 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 you're getting close. You're getting Man, close. I turned, I turned 32 a couple of days ago. I'm still, how many people, I'm still fresh and young. How many people thought you were 40? Anybody? No, because it, how would I be 40? If I, like, everybody thinks I played at Purdue for more than five years, but, I mean, if I got there in 07, it would be, you have to be terrible at math. Maybe they don't, they must not have math course at Arizona, because this is the second time that you had not been able to count tonight. Listen, all I know is not everybody's remembering when you played at Purdue. They think it might have been a long time ago. They think you might be 40. Well, for those people, I'm sorry to tell you, I am only 32, and I'm uh, going to kick the shit out of Jeff this summer in whatever competition we have. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Um, we, we're also going to try to play pickleball. I've never hey. played. I've never even played, but I'll, I'll beat your ass. I come from a, a family of elite pickleball players, so I look forward to that. Pickleball lineage. Yeah, it's high. And you know what? I'm I'm here in Florida right now, Canyon Barry. Canyon's dad, Rick. Yeah. Rick Barry is diehard pickleball. I'm sure. We actually had an argument the other day. I had to call my dad and settle a like a rules dispute when we were arguing in the, one of the vans over to Disney. Um, yeah, pickleball is it's it's gaining traction all over the United States. The real deal. Mark, just ask Mark Few, man. He's probably playing right now. Who's taking a a net to. to They're setting up a court. As we speak, they're setting up a court in the ballroom right now. Yeah. Uh, We'll have to to get Few to to text me a picture. If they really have some footage of him kicking some assistant's ass out of the the convention center. Uh, All right. The upset uh, in the Midwest. What do you got? What's your big upset? This probably isn't an upset. But I, I said Rutgers over Clemson. Me too. You know, Clemson, too. they lose to Miami in the ACC tournament. I, I, that doesn't inspire me to pick them much. I, again, the Big Ten strength of the league. I just that, that's who I want. That's a ten over a seven, which isn't a yeah. huge upset. But that, that's that's the one that stood out to me. Yeah, I don't have anything better than that either. I don't. I don't think Oklahoma State loses. I don't think Tennessee. Like you could loses. say maybe Syracuse over San Diego State. Right. Yeah. Then not huge. Not huge. No. You know, both of those are like mild upsets if they happen. You know, San Diego State, nobody's really seen much of this year. Let's face it, uh, they've been the Mountain West. They they've won out. They've reeled off a ton of games, and and I think they, their culture is so strong. Um, all right, top players. Let me hit. I'll, I'll start with this one. Io and Kofi for Illinois. You got to watch them. Uh, Jose Alvarado because he's a friggin' riot. And he brings so much energy and enthusiasm. Got to watch him. Cade Cunningham, obviously, from uh, Oklahoma State, the, the number one pick. Um, you want to help me out? Anybody else? Derek Culver, for sure. Quentin Grimes. Houston. Quentin Grimes. I went yep. Darius McGee, too. That dude could go for 30. You I love think, him. Honestly, I, I think really highly of him. I mean, he's he's little. He's 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, he's got a 40-plus-inch vertical jump. He can really shoot deep. Right? Darius McGee's my guy. I'm rolling. That's your guy. And they get like, don't they have another guard too? Another like senior guard who's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, the uh, the transfer. Uh, is it Parker? Chris, Chris Parker. Uh, Chris Parker. Chris Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Parker. Yep. Player. Yeah. So I mean, they got some players. I mean, they could they can make it interesting. You know, there's an totally. Oklahoma State team that hasn't been there before. So like, those those are always like the most fun games for me. Are the one like. One of my favorite a couple of years ago was uh, the year after Virginia loses to UMBC, their first round game. I'm, I'm at it, and I usually bounce from site to site. It's in Columbia, 
South Carolina. I forget where I came from, but I drove there, got there right before the game, walk in, and uh, Virginia's playing Gardner-Webb in their first game. And everybody's cheering for Gardner-Webb. Um, they're going against Virginia again, and Gardner-Webb comes right out of the gates and puts pressure on them. And I've talked to Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome about it recently, and they were both like, yeah, we were scared shitless at that point. Like, it was like, oh, no. PTSD of of first-round, first-half deficits. But I I love those, Rob. And I don't know how many times when you were Purdue, did you play in a lot of those first-round games where where people were rooting against you or not really? So, yeah. Uh, My sophomore year, for sure, we we had Northern Iowa the year before they beat Kansas. And they were really good that year, too. Like, that's a scary game. and they cut it to like four or five with like two and a half to go. We'd been up by like 10 kind of the whole game and it didn't really feel close. Then all of a sudden it, it felt really close and the arena turns on you. Like the, the arena, everybody there. Cause we had Washington out there. Um, I think Washington played Mississippi state. So they didn't have a bunch of fans, but Washington certainly had packed that place and they were, everybody was rooting for Northern Iowa to beat us. And luckily we, kind of weathered the storm. Uh, my junior year would have probably been like that. We would have been a one seed, but then I, I got hurt. Yeah. Um, other than that, and we, we beat uh, Scott Drew and Baylor my freshman year. I want to say they were an 11 seed, though. So it wasn't I was there. Like, and we I beat them so bad. We no, killed scored them. How many points did pr- – You scored like 100. Yeah. It was like 90-something. 90, 90 it was like it 92, was an Because you, you guys weren't known for score. Like, like I know. Was everybody a- was saying, like, can you guys hang with – Baylor's high-powered offense. They had Listerius Dunn and Tweed yeah. Carter and Curtis Geralds, who has had an awesome career overseas. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that <laughs> there was a play in that game. I need to find it on Synergy where I, I got switched onto Listerius Dunn, and he's running the baseline. He's going off screens. And I was used to – I'd guarded four men the whole year. And this is pre-stretch four. I will give Matt Painter a ton of credit because I was like – the stretch four was not a, a thing. And he right. just you put me at the floor and such an advantage Yeah, like I'm I'm guarding like Marcus Landry and like Goran Sutan for like that's who I'm going against. Those are those are post players, right? So Baylor decides to go small and I get put on Listerius Dunn. He's running like the baseline, just coming off screens. And I get totally lost and I try to shoot the gap and he had stopped and come out the other side of the floor. I didn't see him stop. I was on the opposite side. of I'm literally like 40 feet away from him. And we were watching film and Coach Parent's like, Rob, this is some of the worst defense I've ever seen. <laughs> like it was, and it was like, like funny. You're like, Coach. One by 30 like, points, but it was like, whoa. That, that's he's like a two-guard. Right. He's like a freak athlete, you know, two-guard. Yeah. Like, no. no. Yeah, that ain't Goran Suton. Um, all right. Best storylines in the Midwest. Um, I mean, Oklahoma it? State is a four seed. Okay. Is, is certainly Huggy. interesting. I think Chicago's return. What's that? Sorry. Can, can Hugs make a run? I like right? that. I think that's interesting. I think, you know, Loyal Chicago's first time back since making yep. a run to the Final yep. Four. And then maybe seeing in-state Illinois in, in round two is, is a good one. Um, Rutgers. Finally back to the tournament to me after last yeah. year where they, they got yeah. the shaft. That's, yeah, that's a like good that. story. And then, like, yep. I would say can Houston maybe 
you know, make the American can, – can they lift the narrative of the American conference? And Wichita State helped their cause today enormously. Um, but can Houston make a run coming out of that league? Um, and really, do they have enough offense, I would say, to right. do that? You know, can their guards – Quentin Grimes has played really well to end the year. Yes. Marcus Sasser has not. He he was certainly disappointing, I think, to end the regular season. So, you know, can their guards score enough? And can they rebound against elite teams in college basketball? I, I know they can crush teams in the American on the glass. Can they crush in Illinois on the glass? Can they – can they get a team like Oklahoma State who's got athletes? Can they do it against West Virginia, who is known for it? That That is a cool storyline to me because Kelvin Sampson's done a great job down there. For me, I just want that IOK matchup so bad. I want that so bad. Like, that would be the biggest Sweet 16 matchup, period. Like, nothing would be better than that. If we can get Illinois, Oklahoma State. Two, two elite big guards. Oh. I have to. I have to say, I, I was so impressed with Io when he came on with us. Uh, last he was week. awesome. He was awesome. He he was really good. He was entertaining. He was funny. Yeah. Um, he he was tremendous. It was, all you. it was all you. It was all you. I bring the best in players. What can I say? I make him feel you comfortable too. around around you. You've got listen. You've gotten good at this. You've gotten very good at this. I've, I've learned from the best. What can I say? The podcast I don't know about king. That. He does. You do ten a day. Huh? I do. Yeah. yeah. I've done a lot of interviews in my lifetime, Rob. A lot of them. Trust me. And uh, having to do them with a 16-year-old Robbie Hummel prepares me for anything. Anything. Highlight of your career. Highlight of your career right there. (laughs) Right there. All right. Let's let's give people um, our uh, Elite Eight and Final Four picks. Let's start. We'll just kind of run through each region quickly. Uh, Start with the West. Who do you got? West is okay. Uh, so get, I got in the in the elite eight. I'm going yeah. Gonzaga, and I'm going Iowa. And I would have gone Kansas had they not been on the COVID pause. I'm going Gonzaga, Oregon. Okay, I'm going wow. Gonzaga, Oregon. There, I, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. I think they can spread Iowa out again and beat them. Uh, all right, in the East, which is Michigan's region, who do you have there? I am going a little bit outside the box here. I'm okay. going Florida State, and I'm going Texas in the Elite Eight. And going to the Final Four, I'm staying with the Longhorns. I am I am on the Texas bandwagon here. So I'm I'm with you, too. I'm with you, too, with Texas. I'm taking them over Alabama. Don't tell Nate Oates or don't tell anybody. Oh, or don't tell Rob Douster, either. And uh, Don't tell Crystal Oates. She's going to be on me on this one. She's going to yeah, kill me. Light you up. No, she's going to kill me. Love her. Love her to death. I'm sorry, Crystal, but I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. This might be the toughest pick I have. Actually, the toughest pick is I'm, I kind of want to take somebody other than Michigan, but I don't know who to take. Like, I, I, I know I'm not Florida State, and I don't love their team this year. Last year, I'm I did. I completely this bought year. in. I'm tempted to go with, like, a St. Bonaventure in this one, but I don't know if they can get through, like, all those teams. I mean, you're going through a gauntlet. I don't know if St. Bonnie's gets out of the first round. They may not. They may not. Um, I'm going to go – boy. I'm going to go Colorado. The hell with it. I'm going Colorado. You know why? Because I think they have one of the best point guards 
in this tournament. And and I'm just going to say McKinley Wright is better than any point guard he's going to go up against in that entire region, and and I'm not even questioning that. So I'm going Colorado, Texas. The Michigan fans, the Mike Smith fans, are going to be out after the way he played at the Big Ten tournament. Well, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me. Like what you just said, they're not going to like me. All right, the South. I got Baylor, and um, I got Baylor, and I got. Going Texas Tech. Going with my my guy, Chris Beard. I went chalk. I'm going Baylor, and I'm going Ohio State. Okay. it's fair. And then uh, in the Midwest, I'm going Oklahoma State. And I am going – I will go uh, there. You know, can Huggins can, – can they guard well enough to get to, to, to the Elite Eight or no? I mean, that road is not easy because they're, they're going to run into – I mean, Houston-West Virginia would be a battle. And, okay. oof, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Like offense I, against defense. I, I'm going to go with Hugs. I'm going with Hugs here. I'm going Oklahoma State. West. Jesus. No, I can't. That You know how many friggin' – no. You know how many Big 12 teams I'd have? Like every Big 12 team. <laughs> Wow. Hey, well, you're deciding I'll do mine. How about that? You you Go can ahead. think this over. I'm going Illinois and West Virginia in the Elite Eight, and I've got the Illini going to the Final Four. I'm going to go Illinois, too. I'm switching it up. I'm going Illinois. You yourself out of that one. You just, just could, not, yeah. could not do it. You were afraid of the Illini Nation because you knew they were going to see this and they were yeah. going to crush you. Well, if I if I don't pick Illinois and Michigan, they'll find out, yeah. they'll find my address. Now, well, as you it also, is, you've literally dis- you've disrespected the Big Ten at the highest level. You don't have Ohio State in the Elite Eight. You don't have Michigan in the Elite Eight, and then you almost didn't pick Illinois. To I'm going to pick go Illinois. To the Final Four. I'm going to pick Illinois against Houston. I'm going to go with defense here. I'm going to go with defense. I don't trust you, West. You Virginia. need a hot Quinn Grimes, and you need a hot Marcus Sasser. That's what you need. And I'm not sure I'm getting them. I could see somebody coming out of that that bottom half like. Like something crazy, like Syracuse going on a run. They always do something crazy. Um, all right. I got Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois in my final four right now. So I got Wait, three don't, ones. Don't What's that? <laughs> I think we have the same final four. Do we really? I mean, I had Gonzaga, Texas, Baylor, and Illinois. And who do you got in the final game? Gonzaga, Baylor? Yeah. And who do you got winning it? Gonzaga? <laughs> I got Baylor. I got Baylor winning it all. I got Baylor right, winning. We, our bracket varies one team. Terrific. Yeah, I'm going to go Baylor winning it all. You know, they got to get back to the old Baylor. I'm not like 100% in on that, but I, I feel like, you know, again, if they do, they can beat Gonzaga. I really think they can. If they get everyday John back to what he was, and I, I think that's the key right now for me. I want like, you to say his last name. If you can't say his last name, then I don't believe you can pick them. Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. I think it's Chachua. Chachua. Chamwa Chachua is how. Did you hear? Called. Did you hear the clip of when we had Davion Mitchell on? <laughs> you trying to say it? No, no. You, all right. We honestly, I have to find it. It's it's that good. I will just play the audio if I can find it quickly. I don't know if I can. Um, we'll see. Hold on. Um, all right. Last last thing. Well, yeah. La- we'll go with last thing. And then we, you and I, we're, we're going to do another 
We're going to do another pod later this week, I think. So um, we'll be able to yeah, please do, well, do it. Hold on, i got to find this. Yeah, I just think you should probably want that to spell Jonathan Chamwa Chichua. I see. Oh, man. <laughs> man, I, I ain't spell. You mean spell his last name, too? Man, I don't even know how to spell his first name. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Jonathan, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, the, the, the Chamwa Chichua, you're in trouble. Yeah, definitely. I don't even know where that started with. But uh, I go J-O-N. T-H-A-N, Jonathan, and uh, I don't know where to start with. I don't even know. How do you say it? <laughs> yeah, can you say it? Forget about spelling it. Say the full name. Um, Jonathan Ojutatu. I don't know. I don't know. He <laughs> <laughs> just calls him everyday John. That's what they call That's him. Everybody calls him. That's what everybody calls him a Baylor. It's That's so good. good. So funny. Um, all right. So uh the 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 top, if I said to you, give me your top three coaches that are not coaching the team like a one or a two or even maybe a three seed, but can really coach their team up into a national contender, into a final four team that's not in the top. 10-ish overall coming into the who, – who would you put in there? Your boy, Chris Beard. Number sure. one, right? Number one. Yep. Yep. Who else? Who else you got? Ever, the problem is everybody else either is a one, two, or three seed or like an 11 seed. Like Tom Izzo is a good choice for this. But I got one. his team I got is not one. good enough this year to warrant being in this discussion. Who? Who same, is it? same with Jay Wright. Jay Wright's team is not like I would say he is a guy like that, but his team is kind of in disarray due to injuries. Uh, honestly, outside of Beard, I don't know if there is any more. There's one more. Who, who would you pick? Only one more. I mean, there's one more. You think? Clear cut. One more. Outside Clear. of the top three seeds. Yes, hundred percent. Go ahead. <laughs> Who you got? Dana Altman. Dana Altman. Oh, uh, yeah. That's okay. Right? He, really good yeah. coach. He you is know, a good coach. Yeah, I, I think he could He could get the most. I mean, the other guy I would but say. See, I was looking at their team, and I'm thinking, I don't I don't love their team. You know? Yeah, because they don't have a rim protector. Um, but but since getting Will Richardson back, they've been better. They They still haven't been great. Agreed, but they've they've certainly been better. Um, anybody else? Any other coach that you're like? Listen, I mean, I, I might put your boy Painter on that list. Can he I, somehow? I would have, team? but I thought I would get I thought I'd get crushed for being biased. So you said no, that. but 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 that's legit. <laughs> that's legit to me. I think. Um, who else could you put in there? Um. Yeah, th- those are probably my top two. Would be those two right now. And the other guy I think is a hell of a coach. Who again we talked about it early in this this broadcast is Mark Schmidt at St. Bonaventure. Yeah, hell of a coach, hell of a mid major coach. Should get the Boston College job. Honestly, uh, he's an alum. He should get it. Um, <clears throat> all right, listen. 
What, what about what about one more? <clears throat> what about Mark Pope? I like Mark Pope. I've said if if Arizona fires Sean Miller, he should be in the mix at Arizona. Absolutely, <clears throat> he's got energy. I mean, there's he knows how to get kids to play hard. He can connect with kids. He could teach big men. Like his big men have have really gotten better, um, even dating back to like Utah Valley. I saw them play a few years ago in Vegas with Utah Valley, and I thought he he absolutely maximized his talent on that team. Sure. So I'm with you. I think Pope's really good, really good. And, again, like if you want a coach that can go out there and, uh, you know, play pickup and and, and and jump in and do some things. I, I don't know how many people – seriously, like like we should we should do that at some point. Offseason, that should be an offseason one. Like who's the – who are the coaches right now that, that you would pick for – Pick playing a pickup game. I yeah, like, good. like, cause like Patrick Ewing's a little bit older. Like you would say, like elite level. I, I think Patrick he, Ewing. Yeah, I think that he would probably like physically not. Right, his knees have got to be hold out hurting him. But um, when you get yeah, like, there's some guys like Jawan Howard, absolutely. Right, he Damon Stoudemire. Like, yeah, Damon Stoudemire would be play. one. Totally, totally. Yeah, so. We should All do right. that this summer. That'd be fun. We'll do it. We'll we'll make that a. Absolutely. We can we can make fun and we can do the worst guys too on the other end. The guys you pick last of last everybody pick. everybody in yeah. division one. Uh you could say painter and, and really piss him off. I've never seen him play pickup. His feet his feet I don't think he can play. We need like feet. old video of painter. We need we need to we need to play some old video of painter on a pod in the offseason. Uh, all right, well listen. Footage. Thanks to everybody for joining us on the special uh, bracket edition of the Goodman and Hummel podcast. Uh, we're going to try to do something else later this week. It might be Friday morning. It might be yeah. Thursday night. We'll, we'll, we're both going to be in Indy. Um, we'll try to figure out a time and 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 we can jump on and and uh, kind of preview some of these games and see what else has happened between now and then. But uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you later this week.